we go. Hello world. Welcome to Industrial Nomads, Voices on the Road. This is episode Alan Nelson. Maybe not yet, but I expect one day that Alan will be my brother-in-law. 100% expect that. Uh, we've known each other for about four years now, and I mean, we're still really getting to know each other. We don't get to spend a lot of time together because of our our careers, and uh, and we supposed both spend extended durations on our jobs. Um, He's always good company. He's got a lot of good stories to tell, and his career is very interesting. And can't wait to get that out here on the on the internet, on the World Wide Web. I've been after him for an interview for a bit, and am certainly excited that we're finally doing it. Alan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Seth. How are you? I'm good. Um, thank you for asking. Hey, growing up in Portland, yes, and spending much time in Seattle, and your I guess maybe your early adult life and to now, like, uh, give us a little bit of, I guess, maybe middle school, high school, wherever you're good and, uh, kind of head into the, your career. Okay. Well, uh, I, I grew up in a little town south of Portland, uh, called Tualatin and I went to middle school and high school there. Went to Tualatin High School. Tualatin? Tualatin High School. It's a little, uh, old Indian name. Is that anywhere around Gresham? It is 30 miles south of Gresham. Okay. Yeah. I've only asked because yeah. I've been to Gresham. I may have passed through there heading down to California. I okay. Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so you, that's where you went middle school and high school? Correct. Yes. Um, high school, I didn't, was, was kind of challenging for me. Um, I didn't do any sports inside of school or anything. My dad got me into martial arts, uh, a lot of a lot of outside arts. Um, uh, let's see. When I... Real, real quick now, you're pretty competent swimmer, I would say, at a minimum. Yes. You didn't, you didn't do any swimming? I didn't, I didn't do any swimming in high school. Did you do any fishing activities in high school? I did not. Okay, and, I, and those two things I ask because I've seen him swim, very strong swimmer. You swam in some freezing temperatures, yes? Yes, yes, I have. Okay, I'm, I'm jumping in. What do you do for a living, man? Tell us, because <laughs> it's awesome. I am an Alaskan fisherman. Uh, technically, right now, I'm an assistant engineer on an Alaskan fishing boat. On that. Okay, you started out fishing? Correct. And you've yes. worked your way up the food chain? And the hierarchy, and you're heading into engineering. Yes, sir. You're, you are engineering. Yes. But you're still moving up that ladder. Yes, sir. Okay. And when you say Alaskan fishermen, though, give us the, like, full-blown on, what would people relate that to when we are thinking, what does that mean? Oh, probably the stinkiest guys you've ever met. Yeah, that, and, but there's a TV show. <laughs> there is. <laughs> the, the world's deadliest catch. The deadliest catch, yes. Yeah, so those guys are our neighbors. You we, know some of them. We, we've met some of them. Uh, we've worked side by side uh, on our vessels with them, and um, they're just another one of our brothers. So, in asking the question, what we, you know, the people out of that industry see on the TV show, I'm sure they put some Hollywood into it or some drama, but there is a little bit, yeah. But kind of day to day, would you say that's a pretty accurate depiction of your experiences on the? In the water out there, no. I I wouldn't say that would be an accurate picture. Um, we we don't see them a whole lot. 
Um, there's not a lot of interaction between us. Um, more in between uh, town visits, I would say, where, where we would see them, and, and in passing out at sea. The, the weather they experience. Like yes. When you get caught in storms, have you seen some pretty, uh, anything ever scary out there as far as storms go? Not a very scary storm. Um, we, we've, we've hit some, some good 20, 30 foot swells on, on a regular basis. Um, 20, 20 and 30 foot. 20 to 30 foot swells is, is fairly regular for an average storm. Okay. Um, I, I haven't, Let's just say I haven't seen anything that has scared me. Okay. Well, tell me that. How big is the, the the boat, the ship? Like, I don't. What what size are we talking about as far as a fishing vessel? Um, it 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 can vary depending on the vessel. My vessel currently that I'm on is the uh, Defender, and it is 112 feet. 112 feet. And long. that is a very small boat for the Bering Sea. Really? So compared. okay, height. Like, and I'm talking not if you dry dock. I'm saying if you're Floating that vessel in the water, how much of that, how far are you off the water when you're on deck? You're about 15 to 20 feet on the okay. main deck. So you're a little ways? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and 112 feet long, how wide? 50? Taking a shot. I would say an estimate of about 40 to 45, yeah. Okay. And y'all, y'all go out, um, again, you port in Seattle. Yes, we do. We correction actually we dry dock in Seattle, and we fish out of Alaska, so our, our actual uh, fish uh, fisheries are through Alaska, but our company bases in Seattle to do our dry dock work. Okay, well take me through this. We're when you're on contract or you're at work, you reside in in Alaska. In Alaska, correct. Yes. Okay, and so on a typical morning. You get them go to work, or are you on the ship most of the time you're you're working? Typical morning, I am on the ship, and I'm sleep just there, working. Wake there. Yes, yeah, sixteen hours a day working, eight hours of sleep. On the on your ship on, on the vessel, seventy five okay. days in a row. So, when you leave here, and you 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 fly up there, so we're we're in Houston, Texas area right now. You fly up there, you land, you go get on the vessel, and and that's where you're going to be for a contract duration. That is one contract, yes. So how long does it take you to adjust to being on the boat, coming off the land and being on the boat? It really doesn't take that long, uh, especially being an engineer where they're very dependent on, on my job and my duties. So it's pretty much as soon as I arrive, I, I need to be in that mindset. Okay, so you... Right away, instantly, I'm working. All right, I'll so, flip that. When you finish a duration, and there's a whole lot of activity and stuff that occurs while you're on there that I'll, we're going to come back to, but okay, you finish your contract, you've been out there 75 days, and you're coming back on land. Is there an adjustment adjustment? At that point, you got to... Yes, there also is an adjustment, and it changes very quickly, and you're, you don't expect it at all. Um, it's a, the adjustment, adjustment is completely opposite from when you first arrive, because you're leaving, you're working up to the very last second 
I mean, your your plane could be coming in in 30 minutes, and you're still working to the working, last you're second. You're saying like you're yes. getting the ropes and all that. <laughs> yes. So you're you're actually not officially done working until you're at the airport. Really? Yes. Well, and okay, walking wise, like to me, because I'm thinking you're on a boat that's moving. I, I, Coming on the land and you're not. Is, do you feel that, or are you used to it by now? How long have you been doing it? I oh, I've, I've been doing this for 15 years now. So for 15 so, years, yes. you've been doing contracts, taking off on a boat, and then coming back in. And Correct. Some, are you past having to adjust in like sea legs versus land legs, or do you still have to kind of reacclimate each time you? No, I I, I am past that. Um, I like an octopus now it goes straight from the sea to the land <laughs> you know what's coming no, and I, you just I know yes adapt. <laughs> I do oh, that's cool very easy um, now while you're on the boat and at one point earlier on in your career you were fishing that's what you did mm -hmm. and I'm, that meant you pulled in nets and unloaded fish and put them in your house you got a storage like freezer big yes freezer? Okay. what we call our freezer hold is our uh, frozen cargo and that can store up to 256 tons on our boat. 256, that's a lot of fish, man. That is a lot. So, you, how deep do y'all fish? I mean... Depth is a, anywhere between 500 to 700 fathoms, depending on the area, and a fathom would be one arm length, an average of about five and a half, six feet. Okay, so... Y'all fish different depths based on what you're fishing for? Yes. Yes, we do. So how does that... How do you get to that point? Do y'all have like, okay, we're going to fish at this depth for a while, we're going to fish at this depth for a while, or is it like y'all have orders to fill on a certain type of fish and y'all are fishing specifically for that? I mean... For, for us, it depends on the species. Um, certain species like to um, swim midwater. Mm -hmm. Other species, most of our species that we fish for are, are bottom dwellers. Okay. So we're, we're dragging on the bottom most of the time. So when, but, you, when you leave port, do y'all know then kind of what y'all going out for on yes, that contract? Yes, yeah. All right. When, when y'all pull back in, where do the fish go? Y'all just... There are fisheries right there where you port, or they we offload onto another boat and they go straight to Asia. All right. Yeah. So, y'all don't have to port, do y'all? Just not really. We we do we do port for a, a brief period of uh, maybe about four six hours uh, to restock, resupply, refuel, uh, refuel, okay. um, fuel the boat all the way up, and also depending on any other activities that need to be done well, while you're fishing out there do you ever get a pole and fish off the side or are you like, negative you know? no we don't <laughs> every now and then on a slow steam back out maybe a guy will throw a pole out okay does it when you are home and when you're down here in our, our area and stuff we go fishing we do do you do you, is that a whole i mean it is it's entirely different but do you like to fish like Freshwater fishing or wade fishing or I'm not as big of a recreational fisherman as I am a, a occupational fisherman. Gotcha, <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, yes. you see a lot of fish. Yes, yes, yes have, I do. Have you ever thought anything that? But, I wouldn't say that I get tired of it, um, but which is not the reason why 
I'm not a recreational fisherman. I just never really picked it up as much as others. Okay. What's your land hobby or hobbies? Oh, on land, I like to do art, music. You've seen me play a few instruments. I, I play have. a few instruments and uh, martial arts. Remote control? Car, is it? Because I've seen you with a couple of remotes. And you got uh, a, yes. You got our yes, I, I, I like <laughs> I, I like uh, I like to play with a, a little bit of uh, electronics and some hobby cars and uh, drones and stuff. That's, that's what I fix. Say, have you ever yes. messed with drones? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm very fascinated by drones, RC cars. I got I got an RC car a couple years ago. Are you able to take drones out on the boat, or you can? Yeah. It's it's really windy out there, so um, I've. I've seen some things go wrong with drones with other people. Yes, yes. <laughs> so a guy asking the captain to turn the boat around so he could get his drone because it was drifting away. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to mess with that too much. I would imagine you turn a vessel that size around to go get a yeah <laughs> tough luck, man. So out there, weather-wise, cold. You've been in cold weather. Yes, very What's cold, freezing cold. For like duration below time. zero. Below zero. Yes. What's the coldest water you've been? Uh, I'm gonna say somewhere around were, the 30s. Were you ever swimming in water that had ice in it? Yes. What? Yes. No. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, let's just say short story. I was drinking and had some fun with some friends, and I was dared. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay, it wasn't like you just do that. You're not part of the polar not bear club. Not for fun. Nobody. Okay. Yes. No, no one in their right mind would want to do that. I can't. Especially y'all out there in deep, wide open ocean, man. It's the the Bering Sea, right? The Bering Sea. There's not a damn thing around. That's that's crazy. Yes. Completely isolated out there. What's the... What's the the craziest catch? Or have you caught anything that you were like, oh, what is that? Or have y'all come across any... uh, Lack of a better word, exotic... Like, have you ever been like, hey, man, we've never seen that before? Oh, yes. Um, a lot of times, this last couple of years with this new vessel, I've been fortunate to see some very crazy things that I haven't seen before, like a whale being pulled up through the net. Uh, this was a, a baby blue whale. I had never seen a whale actually get caught in the net. Fortunately, he had already passed. So, you know, we didn't kill the whale. As, Y'all caught a as, carcass. We, we caught a carcass, yeah. yes. But yes. that was still an odd. It, it was very different. Out of my 15 years, I mean, yeah. it took 15 years for me to see something like that. So wow. that, that was very strange. So like squids and octopus, do y'all see? Do you see many of them on a regular basis? Yeah. Do, do you hold those kind of creatures? Oh yeah, in? yes. What, are the, what yes. is an octopus? Is it is it pretty neat? Like it, it is kind of neat, you know, and it still it feels and looks majestic even if it was in the water, yeah. um, as if it was on in the water. Uh, they they're just slimy. They they come out alive sometimes. Uh, you could put them in a pan and set them in the corner, and they'll just start walking off the pan and just doing their own thing. Uh, they are a lot longer than you think they are. You could hold a good 35, 40 pound octopus up straight up in the air with your arms extended and the tentacles will touch the floor. And, and I was about six feet tall. So, yes. you, you know, you're, that's that's a, just putting it in perspective, uh, six, six, one. And, uh, but so that would be something I would, 
really like to see is like an octopus or something and see how they interact and you see videos and whatnot on, on Facebook, different places and there. They do kind of seem pretty intelligent mm. when you, all things considered. Yes. Like, uh, and that's really cool. Uh, scariest time. Like, is anything out there ever just been like, this is not good or everything's been pretty tame that you can recall or is it? For the most part, we, we try to keep everything contained the best we can. Uh, I, when it comes to scary, I guess one of the scariest things I've seen on a vessel would be in our refrigeration system. We use a gas called Freon and we had a Freon link at one time and nobody knew about it. It was, it had apparently been leaking for maybe 30 minutes or so. And Freon is fairly undetectable by, by the human senses. You can't smell it. You can't taste it. Uh, you just, uh, you start breathing it in and you get dizzy and you pass out. Um, so it's, it's very hard to detect. And we had a, a very severe Freon leak that no one noticed for quite some time. And people started breathing it in until uh, we had a, a Japanese technician that recognized the leak and he uh, tended to it. But we also had to vacate the boat um, while we were still out at sea. And so we all stood out on deck and got fresh air while we aired out the boat. Wow. That was, man, that's spooky anywhere. We have like a, a gas or fumes leak or something that's undetectable, I would think. Yes. Um, now, out there, uh, jumping topics, there you are seriously isolated. Yes. So, stars, Milky Way galaxy, are y'all able to see, or is there like a, a sea mist, kind of a haze fog that kind of... There's, there's a lot of overcast out there at the Bering Sea most of the time that I'm there. I, I look at the, up at the sky as much as I can, because uh, that's all you have to look at when, <laughs> when you go look outside. But... Uh, a lot of overcast, and when the overcast is gone, though, the, the sky is very clear. Stars are very visible. Uh, aurora lights I've never seen. Really? Yes. And you're that far north. I, I'm surprised. I would think that that would be I am too. at some point yeah. you would yeah. might have come across that. Yeah. So. That's a fairly common question that I get. Never have. I, I've never seen the aurora lights up there. Maybe just the area that... Yeah, we fish. Or... So how, I guess, north and I, I don't, I can't tell you what latitude, longitude. I mean, I know what they are, but how far north have you been? So are you like southern part of Alaska? Do you get up the northern part of Alaska if you're running due west or? So in the in Dutch Harbor uh, is a part of the Aleutian Islands. I think we would be considered. Oh gosh, that. You know, that's that's a good question. Maybe we would be considered west because we're not south. I know southeast Alaska is part of uh, Ketchikan. Would you stay in the kind of, I guess, the guys of Alaska? Like you would be off the coast of Alaska at any given time? Is that safe to say? Yes. Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is. How near Russia do you get? Do you ever even approach Russian waters or we are fishing right outside uh, Russia borders yeah yes do you ever see Russian so, vessels like I imagine we have 
uh, we, we don't keep most of the people on board don't keep their eyes on the GPS so we may see a Russian vessel and just not know that it was a Russian vessel what's the biggest risk of being on a boat in the, in the conditions y'all go out in I'm, I'm, I would imagine y'all see your fair share of rain at any given time I mean or do y'all steer clear of any kind of shower as best you can or no, we just take it. Unless the storm's coming in, we kind of deal with all weather. But with the moving parts, I'm just imagining there's... And on that uh, deadliest catch, you would see... You know, they kind of played that up for the drama. But at any given time, somebody could slip, trip, fall. Any industry, that you know, there's risk. But you are on a very limited deck. Yes. And you got a, a limited floor space. And you got some side rails. And you got big winches and tons of fish coming in, so there's a lot of there's a lot of ingredients for the, a recipe of disaster, for lack of you know. For, Definitely. So how do y'all? Guess how do you mitigate those risks? Everybody just knows what they're doing. Staying alert, and staying alive. I think that's number one right there. Uh, you have to be completely observant at all times. You definitely. The more experienced people have to keep their eyes peeled more than the the new the greenhorns. And do y'all have I guess uh, to get somebody prepared? Like you you just mentioned greenhorns. You got a new crew coming on, or two or three on board that never done it, or do do y'all spend a lot of time like hey let's sit down and talk about things before we go out and do it, or is, is there a whole lot of coaching that goes on? Or in in the beginning for greenhorns, there's a there's some small safety meetings that we, we go through the basics, but when it comes to operations as, as far as the fishing goes, we kind of just throw them in it and, and, and teach them, you know, side by side. So you're there with them. Hands somebody's, on right somebody's there. Somebody's mentoring yeah, Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, what keeps you going back? What's the, what has got you hooked? Is there, is it adrenaline? Is it just. That's well, it's the money, part, of course. Part of what you do. <laughs> no, no I, but that's the interesting thing. You're not going into to, to paying salaries, but y'all get a share of the catch, right? That's Correct. how yes. you uh, That's how everybody gets paid on the boat. Indeed. That's profit share. Yes. Pretty cool. Uh, and, and, and I think it's fascinating to me because that's the only industry I know of, not that I know all industries, but that is y'all's wages. Hey, the better the catch, the better we off. Correct. The better we are. Yeah, and the fa- the faster, the sooner we get a trip done, the more money we're making. If we're not fishing, we're not making money. That's pretty cool. But we are making money. Correct. You are not spending money because y'all are out there <laughs> in the boat, traveling around the the sea and that's right, catching fish. Yeah, that kind of, that, that works out pretty good. Got to. Um, but how'd you get into that? I, I think I skipped that. I got. I don't know how I, how I got into fishing, this was just completely random. I was looking through the classifieds, wanting to find a job. I was about a year out of high school, took a little time off after I graduated, and just surfing through the classifieds, found a random ad stating Alaska fishing orientation, come to the Red Lion Hotel, went through the, the process. They called me up in, a, in two days and said, would you like to work in Alaska? And I said, yes. And they said, all right, well, you're flying in two days. Pack some warm clothes. 
So they just and bought you a ticket and said, here you go? Yes. So when you yeah. walked off of that plane, you had, you had no idea really what... I had no idea what to expect. So do you remember it's, that? I do. I actually showed up. My first time I showed up in Alaska, I showed up in flip-flops and a border shorts. <laughs> what did they say? I, I got some interesting responses <laughs> and interesting reactions. But It was during the summer, between spring and summer, so it really wasn't that bad. I know when people think of Alaska, they think, oh, cold all right. the time. But no, it was it was reasonable for me. But I would think geared more towards, hey, you're fixing all your fishing. You need some more clothes today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And I did. I did come prepared, though. I yeah. was prepared. Yeah. Yeah. And never looked back. Never looked back. Yeah. Uh, just kept striving to want to do better and, and and exceed and learn more about the vessel. Not not just about fishing. The process of fishing. I wanted to learn how everything on the boat worked. Which is where you are now yeah. as an engineer. Yes. And here, in the pretty near future, I think I'm correct in saying that you're you're on the cusp of a kind of a big deal. Yeah, you could say with yeah. my company. Yeah. Yeah. So what 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 is that? Enlighten us on that. You're you've been helping out with engineering, and I have. I've been highly recognized, and my company would like to make me a chief at, at some point. And that means you are going to be a full blown. Engineer, right? Yes. Yeah. So that that is a, uh, I mean, it's an elevated status. You don't just walk in and you're engineer. Definitely. No, you don't. Unless you've already gone to school for it. Right. Yes. But you've been doing it. You know what you're doing. Yes. And you know this industry now from, from like you said, you're walking in on some flip-flops off of a plane, not knowing what the heck's going on. <laughs> That's right. You fished it. Uh, you set your mind on, okay, Let's learn the vessels. You did that. You've done that. You're doing that, and now you're moving up to be a chief engineer. Is that the yes? The, that's freaking kudos, man. That's all thank I you said. very much. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what's after that? Like, is, is there a, another tier? Is there another level? When you're a chief engineer, is that your five star, or is there another rank in that? As far as getting to know and work on the vessels, that's I think is about as far as it goes. Chief Unlimited is the uh, the highest license for chief, and other I mean, unless you wanted to be a captain or a mate. Is the Chief Unlimited what you're about to get? Negative. Okay, no. so you're going to be a no Chief Limited. Probably not the right term, but yes, not the chief. right term, but yeah, you, you, you got the right idea. You still got room to grow as far as being a chief. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, and that's cool. So you'll still earn ranks. You'll still is that what they call your different levels as a rank? Is that what? is uh, through the licensing part of it. Uh, so the different. I'm I'm not sure how all the different licensings, but you know, there's um, there's like. Humid engineer, and then there's a junior engineer. There's uh, a chief, and then you have uh, your chief unlimited is is being able to operate any vessel that's above. I, I mean, you can dri operate any vessel. Uh, the other chief licenses are limit you to the the size of the vessel, the size of the engine. So when you're unlimited, it doesn't matter. Correct. Yes. Cool. 
So you can work on any boat. Now I've got to jump. The news here in the past week, I think it's it's clear now. The Suez Canal, the Suez, and you saw that, right? The, I did not. The Ever Given, that yeah, the Ever Given. I think is what it's called. Okay. Cargo ship. Okay. It was like thirteen hundred and something feet long, two hundred feet wide. Oh, now you're you're striking my memory. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So where he got he he stuck that ship in the Suez Canal and blocked it. Is that easy to do? Because to me, it seems like that would be very difficult to do in somebody. I think it would be very difficult. At the same time, I think it might be kind of easy if you got yourself caught in a tight spot. You know, it's 900 feet wide, the canal itself. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I really can't say too much about that situation because I don't know. <laughs> uh, my, my mind, I just, I'm just, that blew me away when I saw that. And, blog for a few days and I was okay. just like man that's that's crazy but in the engineering part are you exposed to the steering and navigation part at all or not so much no. pretty limited exposure to to that yes that's fair yes. the captain and the mate deal with the all the navigating how many what's how many people are on your your boat like how many people when you are fishing how many people are housed on there my vessel is 35 35 people. A crew of 35, yes. You set out to sail and you're out there for 75 days with 35 people. That's right. Sometimes you, less. You know them all? I, mean, I know most of them. Okay. Yeah, we, we have a rotation of new guys all the time. So I'm always seeing fresh faces. But you have a kind of a staple crew out there. We do, there. yes. Yeah. We, can, we consider our either lead crew or old crew. Yes. And you know all those guys. And those guys are our regulars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Work with them very frequently. Well, I, and and Alan is not, just is not his whole life, and I don't want to pretend like it is. Uh, but for the the sake of time and for the you know sake of the podcast, I mean, is there anything that I've? It's kind of what I've been on to, you know, been after you. Hey, I need to talk to you. Let's get on here. But is there anything that that you want to share that you want to put out there that uh, that I haven't asked about? That's a good question, Thad. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And to be, for transparency, we didn't didn't put a lot of time into, um, there's never a hard script on any of the podcasts. Um, There's generally two, three, four talking points um, that the guests will go through. And uh, this one, we we briefly put this together. This is probably the most off-the-cuff podcast I've done. And so um, that's where I feel like maybe I didn't do my diligence in, and being prepared and, and asking you everything, I, I bounced around. I didn't stick with a timeline, and so you know, if, if I miss something, you, you know, that's. Uh, oh, I understand, I, and I, I think you, I think you did your diligence well, and I, uh, I may just not be as experienced with interviewing. So I don't think no, that's my job is to do that <laughs> to pull the stuff out. But, but I tell you what. Um, if it comes down to we we'll, we'll be talking because because we've got a long absolutely way to go. and uh, there's nothing that'll that'll prohibit us from doing another podcast that, that this is there something we can do at any time so I would love to carry this on another time great yeah. well I uh, definitely appreciate you being being on here and uh, I'll have it published here and uh, you know it won't be long if Sounds it's not great. tonight be tomorrow all right oh, so, I can't uh, wait to hear it all right well I appreciate you being on here um, it's been great. Uh, Until next time, 
Uh, take care of yourselves and each other. Signing off.